This is Radiant Reflections, the podcast of the Radiant Life Church in Sturgis, Michigan. Our heart for you is that you will live like Jesus and share His love. Well, hello. Hi. How's it going? <laughs> it's going all right. It's Josh and Josh JD. here with you again. Yeah. We're doing good. We're doing good. Uh, so we're back with episode four. I think it's episode four. Yeah. Episode four, season, season three. Four, season three. Yep. That's yeah. right. Uh, continuing the Radio Reflections podcast. But I want to start. So as I was trying, I was trying to leave the office this morning to come and shoot this podcast. I was a little bit late to the studio uh, because as I'm leaving, my my boss says, hey, our boss, hey, our boss, yeah, yes. he, he says, he says, hey, real quick, like, I'm, this is super important. I got to ask you this question. And he proceeds to ask a question that isn't at all important, but I want to ask you that question. Okay. Just to, okay. just to get things going. So the question is, if, if you were to be trapped on a, on a island somewhere. Yeah. Right. Think, think deserted island kind of thing. Okay. Um, which two staff members from Radiant Life would you want to be trapped on the island with you? I feel like this is a trick question. I it's mean, this not. Is, this so, is so, a very so, so trick if question. it helps, no, if it helps. So, uh-huh. and and I told him this, so I don't feel like I'm like, yes, talking out of school or whatever. Like, right. I told I told Ryan, yes. our boss. Yes, I said I wouldn't take you, and I wouldn't take Rasika because they're way too high maintenance. Like they will not survive. <laughs> no, and I told both of them this, so I don't like. I'm not. Oh, I'm not slamming gosh. them. That's just. That's just reality. I would not take oh, either of them. My goodness. So, so if you feel like it's oh. a setup and you have to say the boss, you don't. Yes. Because I, I, I don't want to answer this. I don't like it. We all answered. I'll tell okay. you. I'll tell you okay. who I picked. Okay. I'll tell you who I. Let's and I'll tell it. you. I'll tell you why I didn't pick other people. Okay. And that includes like because you came up in the conversation. Okay. Right? So I said I would pick Pam. Yeah. And Brandon Fish. Ooh, I so, forgot fishes in the mix. So, so Pam is my fellow six on the Enneagram. Yes, like she figures stuff out. She does. like she's the type. Like if you if you don't, how do you do whatever? Pam is going to find out. She's probably going to find out within like five to ten minutes. Yeah, and fix it. So, so Pam is very yeah. solution oriented. She's yeah. as a six, she can see lots of potential problems. Yeah, and works for solutions. Yeah, she would be fantastic to have on a deserted island. And then Fish has the the. Like the trades skills oh, he to can, actually do it. He can build be like, stuff. ooh, hey, what if we build a boat out of this? And then Fish would be like, all right, let's build a boat. Yeah. So you'd get off that island yeah. lickety split. I'm going to say probably you and Fish. That's probably what I would say. Come. Okay. Yep. That, that would be my answer. Yep. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> that's a terrible question why would he do that i don't know i don't know that's see terrible. but there was a little inside peek in, in the radiant life staff like yeah. we have a couple and i'm not going to ask all the yellow ones, but mm-hmm. we have a couple of like you know rotating staff questions that we bring up and they're, yeah. they're like they're not at all spiritual they're no. like this they're like if you're stuck at or like hey if yeah you got turned into a zombie i mean there are all kinds of weird stuff that yeah. we talk about uh as a staff but it's pretty regular too. Yes. It's on the regular that we have those kind of conversations. Yes. So just in case you, yeah. <laughs> you think that all yes. of your pastoral staff sits around uh, and just reads the Bible for eight yeah. hours a day. Nope. Yeah. We make each other late to podcast shoots by talking about <laughs> deserted Island uh, things. So there you go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so anyways, well, I say we just jump right in. This is, uh, you said, is episode th- three, four, four, episode four, uh, season three. And Hey, I just want to say, 
Uh, I had a couple of people uh, come out and say they've been watching the podcast. They've been listening to the podcast and they've been really encouraged by the conversations that we've been having. So thanks for that feedback, you know, uh, uh, shout out to our, our neighbors, Darcy and Jeff, who are, are checking this out. Thanks. Uh, that's really, really encouraging. And uh, so if you're listening or you're watching this, which you wouldn't not hear this or see this if you weren't, <laughs> got weird there. That is, that is an interesting- Everybody always says that. Like yes. if you're watching or listening, well, of course, if they aren't, if they are, they, they aren't. wouldn't hear you say yeah, that if so you're watching or listening. Let's rephrase that. As you're watching this and as you're listening to this, uh, that kind of feedback really helps us. And we've been asking kind of a, a weird question. Are you watching or are you listening? Because that helps us know uh, stewardship or resources. You know, are we going to continue to record just audio or video? Um, but yeah, I thought uh, we'd go right into it. I thought yesterday's message, Josh, um, what are some things that really stood out to you? So uh, there were a couple of things. Let me, I, I brought my notes along. Right, but I mean, uh, Pastor Ryan referenced in Romans seven. Mm. This is this idea of like, if you sow to the flesh, you're going to reap slavery. But if you mm -hmm. sow to the spirit, and I think he's reading out of Romans seven five. You want to you want to grab that? Actually? Yeah, yeah. Romans seven five. Um, right. So we so we're in our unseen realm series, and we did kind of a second part uh, in this idea of the flesh. Mm -hmm. Again, the first part of this message series, we're talking about the devil, the flesh, and the world, which we're going to jump into next week. Uh, well, for us, this this coming Sunday, yep. uh, we'll jump into uh, the world. Uh, yeah. But what's Romans 7, 5? So Romans 7, 5 says, For when we were in the flesh, the sinful passions aroused through the law were working in us to bear fruit for death. Ouch. What's, what is, what's this verse 6 talk spirit? Uh, verse yeah. six, but now we have been released from the law since we have died to what held us so that we may serve in the newness of the spirit, capital S, Holy Spirit, and not in the old letter of the law. Yeah. And so, so one of the ways that Pastor Ryan kind of summed that up yesterday is to idea that when we sow to the flesh, right, this is, you see this in scripture, the, the kind of the, you, you reap what you sow. Uh, so if you sow to the flesh, you're going to reap slavery. Mm -hmm. And if you sort of the spirit, you reap freedom. And I think it was a really important distinction that he made, right? When he talked about freedom, because this is an idea that trips mm. people up. Yeah. Like if, if you, if you were to do, and maybe man, if I had been on it, we should have done this. Like, but if, like a man on the street interview, mm -hmm. you just go around with a microphone, like Jay Leno style. Right. You know, and just say, Hey, we could do that. What is, what does freedom mean? Yeah. And and kind of the the cultural or, or societal view of freedom is this: Hey, you do what you want. You do what you want. And I like how <laughs> I like Ryan's rendition. I thought it was really you do whatever the hell you want to do. Right. And hell being this very specifically used word because the flesh and the sinful nature uh, they take us there. They they yes. actually want you know Satan particularly the spiritual realm wants to separate us from God and he uses our disordered desires to take us in that direction. Ryan kept saying, what did he say? Um, bent. He kept saying mm. bent away, bent away, uh, which I think I thought that was a good way to, to describe it. Yeah. And so, so when you talk about the flesh, right, it's, it's that idea that yes, just cause, just cause you want to do that. Right. That, that doesn't, I mean that that's a good thing, right? As as we've talked last week and yeah. and over the course of this series, right? The the flesh, our bent, is to do things the wrong way. So doing what we want, 
that's that's not real freedom, but rather right. he talks about how, how in Christ, you know, freedom is is this uh, freedom from internal oppression. Right. Uh, he said it's it's freedom from fleshly desires. And it's freedom from sin, which Paul talks about that quite a bit. You know, he, he mm-hmm. uses this idea of death, right? Like you've died to sin, right? right? Died to sin. Like how, how, how much does a dead person sin? Yeah. Yeah. Chuck Smith, uh, the founder of the Calvary Chapel movement. This is a church group that I serve in, in media production. kind of came up there. I went to Bible college through Calvary Chapel. Um, he used to, to make that, that comparison. He said, you know, Imagine uh, you're walking down the street and there's a, a dead body on the sidewalk. You're a drug dealer. Imagine the lunacy of going uh, to that that dead body and trying to pawn off some of your crack or your your drugs, <laughs> you know, to a to a dead body. Uh, it it can't happen, you know. Uh, but oftentimes we live and behave as dead men, mm. you know. And I think that that's the that was some of the truth you're, you're referring to it there in John or uh, excuse me in Romans seven, that whole thing that Paul does there is so so good, I mean, yeah, no, and I, and I like the kind of the imagery again if you if you if you viewed the message you know versus just just the audio, right? I mean, you see Ryan and he's got this idea of like the the kingdom of of self, mm-hmm. right? How how the flesh feeds into this, right? We 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 all seek to create our own little kingdom of you know my kingdom of Josh or your kingdom of right. Steve or Sherry or Bill, you know whatever your name is, right? But but whereas yeah. we think we're the king, right? The ultimate authority, right? In reality, right, we're actually slaves. <laughs> yeah. So this thing that you know, we think we've you know reached the pinnacle. Yeah. When in when in reality we're like at the the very bottom. Yeah. It's it's just that that deceptive uh, twist again. It's it's crazy uh, how we continue to buy into the illusion, though. Um, man, and there was a. I'm trying to dude. I'm totally drawing a blank. I came across a quote. Holy moly. Where was I reading? I was reading some, it was, it was like a quote of some French philosopher. Hmm. And, it, and, it, and it was a, it was a really interesting thing. It, it sort of connects, right? It's, it's about, it's about, I, uh, man, where did I just see that? All right. You say something, <laughs> you I'll say something you intelligent. Things... I'm going to see if I can find this, this quote. Grab Lady Google. Cause it's just her. the, uh, it's yeah. just, again, just the, the idea that we like, every, we get everything so backwards. Or like we think we we yeah. have our own kingdom when yeah. in real like we're slaves to the the yeah. desires that we have like we have zero autonomy when it's all said and done because we're just we're just letting yeah. our our desires drive us yeah I mean and on a practical level just try to stop eating for five or six days <laughs> see what happens <laughs> your body's gonna revolt your body's gonna say no uh, that's not how we're going to treat. Uh, this physical thing that we have. Um, but we think we can, we could do those things. We, I love the idea, you know, you mentioned a, a little bit ago about seeds and planting yesterday, our neighbors, um, they've got one, two, three, four, uh, pear trees. Mm. And they sadly, they had a death in their family and they're getting ready to leave for Florida. And they asked our kids, our two youngest kids who do yard work in our neighborhood for other neighbors, you know, could they hire them to come and clean up all these pears and, uh, we used to have an orchard and we used to take care of fruit trees and kind of, that was something we enjoyed, but it was just really interesting to think about, you know, if I take any of these pears 
and I dig a hole and I plant uh, one of these pears in the ground, I'm going to get a pear tree. But the deception is that we plant a, a pear seed and we expect bananas, <laughs> you know, not only do we expect bananas, but we expect bananas in Antarctica, right? Mm. Like zone one planting, we, we expect to grow oranges and lemons and limes and bananas in Antarctica with a pear seed. That is our mentality when we're sowing to the flesh. Mm. It's just such a deceitful thing. Did you find it? I didn't. I don't know. Okay. I don't know why my, my gadget's not cooperating. But Lady it's Google. Uh, some, yeah, some uh, French philosopher, Simone mm. something, Simone something. And, mm. and, it's, and it's talking about this idea that evil, like as it is portrayed or as it appears to us, Right, is this fun, exciting? Mm. Like, I mean, I mean, you watch, you watch movies. You're like, ooh, that this guy is the bad guy, but kind of seems fun. You know, you <laughs> know robbing I mean? the bank and getting away with it. Right. I mean, and and it, and we see this portrayed in the media. You yeah. see that kind of this this yeah. mentality that what is wrong is actually yep. presented as more appealing, glorified. It's glorified, mm -hmm. but then you know, in in this quote from this this philosopher said, when in reality. Evil is this boring, mundane, like really monotonous sort of thing. Mm -hmm. The trouble is, on, on the other side of the coin, you have things that are good and wholesome. Those are portrayed in our in our culture mm -hmm. as being boring and monotonous, when in reality, that is where you actually have mm -hmm. the, the joy and the excitement. So there, it's just, you know, yeah. again, and I... I, I I wish I could remember the quote. I wish I could find the quote because I feel like it, it ties into this whole idea of the devil, the flesh and the world where again, you see all three of those forces at work mm -hmm. in our, our, our culture's portrayal of yeah. good versus evil is like, Ooh, the, the evil looks really exciting. Yeah. Like the bad guy, like yeah. he's, he gets to drive his car really fast and he gets yeah. the pretty girl and he gets the, yeah. you know, whatever it's like, like, Kind of seems nice. The last time you saw um, a commercial for liquor or beer, do they do they have a guy sipping on a glass of bourbon in a hospital bed with cirrhosis of the liver? You know, white and yellow and pale and just like half dead. But that's a reality of alcoholism, right? Yep. You know, we don't see that. We don't see that, you know, they, they, they'll portray, you know, beautiful people on, on TV and engaging in intimacy with someone that's not their spouse, but they don't show the person who catches a venereal disease right. or, or an unplanned pregnancy, you know, because of those choices. They never show that, No, you know, they want you to, they want you to think that it's all pie in the sky. Right. And they don't reference like the studies that'll find out like, okay, go to like the, the intimacy thing, right? Like right. that the best sex is actually within a monogamous yep. committed yep. marriage, right? Like, like that's yep. where, that's where you the have. It proves it. Yeah. Yep. But, but no, we, we continue to like consume media where it's like, yeah. oh no, like if you really want to have it exciting, you've got a yeah. you know, new partner every week. Multiple. Yeah. Like, no, that is right. <laughs> this. right wrong and and yeah. they again you you look at oh man like monogamy is boring right are you are you kidding like have you ever have you spent any amount of years married to one person yeah. like it is not it's not boring yeah it's not boring lisa and i've been married 22 years and i was just talking with a brother yesterday uh from the worship team and and telling him you know even after 22 years that's a long time to be married you know we're still learning things about each other mm -hmm. we're still figuring things out we're still Oh, wow. I didn't know that would make you angry. 
<laughs> or I didn't know that would bring you happiness, you know, and learning those things about your spouse. Yeah. It's an adventure. It's, it really is. Um, I'll tell you one of the verses that, and Ryan kind of landed here, uh, Galatians five twenty four. Now those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live by the spirit, let us also keep in step with the spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another and envying one another. I love that language of crucified the flesh because we, we, we have to go back to the story of the cross. Like we have to go back and what is crucifixion? Like, what is it? And what is God asking us to do to those areas of our lives? And I would say, probably to tee one up here for you, Josh, how do we begin the crucifixion process? Let's, let's, let's begin to imagine the imagery. How do we pick up the nails? How do we pick up the hammer? I like that. And how do we begin to be a Roman soldier in a sense, take a hand and start driving those and crucify our flesh? What are are some things you're thinking? And and maybe like for those of you that are listening and watching, you're like, man, you guys are like a broken record. You talk about this all the time. But Mm -hmm. I mean, we did, you know, Ryan hit on two disciplines and you're like, holy cow, you guys ever going to stop talking about spiritual disciplines? No. Probably not. (laughs) Probably (laughs) not. Because <laughs> here's my question to you: Have you have you incorporated them into your yeah. into your rhythm yet? Yeah. Yeah, we're we're yeah. going to keep talking about them yeah. uh, until then. But I mean, you talked about prayer and fasting, and I loved I loved the way he he teased out each of those things yesterday, right? Because mm-hmm. so you see how well they pair together, yeah, right. And and he talked about you know the language he used is that that fasting disconnects us. Mm-hmm. Right, so so we, you know, when you talk about starting to put these things to death, I mean there is there is a disconnect. Because again, yeah. the dead body can't buy and use crack. That's right. And so, and so, the, so the simple there has to be a separation. Yeah. And so so fasting disconnects us from the flesh and the world. Yeah. But then you have to pair that with prayer, which connects us to God. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's it's starting there. We talked last week about how really all of these things. It's this. In some ways, it's kind of like a chicken or an egg kind of thing, because like you, yeah, you you engage in the disciplines, walking in the spirit, but you walk in the spirit by engaging in the disciplines, and yeah. it's this, it's this just ball of yeah, whatever that that just it, yeah. it keeps going round and round and round. Paul says, I don't know where it's at. I think it's in Colossians that uh, grace is accessed by faith, and faith is accessed by grace. There's this circle. As we believe, grace is extended. Grace increases faith. Faith increases, and it's just this beautiful circle. So I see that, you mm-hmm. know, that the spiritual practices and disciplines, uh, they do bring about that crucifixion. And because mm-hmm. some of that is, right, it's, maybe it's a misunderstanding. I was reading a book this morning um, before I came into, came into the office today. Uh, John Dixon, he's, I, I really like his stuff. He's a historian. He's mm-hmm. written a lot of good stuff. Um, dude, I totally forgot where I was going with that. <laughs> what? John Dixon. We're going to come oh, back faith, to him. Faith. Yeah. Yeah. Faith. Right. And I think some of that too is, is a misunderstanding of what faith is. Mm-hmm. Right? We sometimes treat faith like it's just this, this intellectual exercise. Oh yes. Mm-hmm. Like I believe this. Right. But it's, it's that same word is for trust. Right. So it's not just mm-hmm. like, Oh, I believe this idea. I think this idea is true. Is do you actually live your life trusting that that is true? Mm-hmm. And that's where I think you you pair that now with the disciplines, 
Right? Yeah. So I'm going to I'm going to cut my flesh off mm-hmm. from something that it desires, something that it needs, trusting that as I as I lean into this discipline, that that Jesus will sustain me, that yeah. Holy Spirit will sustain me. Yeah. Right? We're we're saying no to a good yep. desire of the of the physical body, trusting that we will yeah. be sustained, that we will be met there, you know, in a place by by Holy Spirit. And with that self-denial, you think about, you know, like the greatest example that we have when Jesus was asked to give his own life, he's in the garden of Gethsemane, right? And he goes to the father in prayer and he says, if there's any way, if there's any way we can do this a different way, uh, let's go that route. But nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. So we get this example of crucifying the flesh by an in- initial decision, right? So he chose that. Like he wasn't forced. The father didn't force Jesus to do this. The scriptures say that he willingly offered up his life for us. And uh, I, I do, I think it begins with those choices, right? The spiritual practices are choices that we make um, that begin to give us victory. It's not overnight, Mm-mm. but... It does happen. It's over the course of a lifetime. Lifetime. I mean, I mean, this yeah. is not something we that, don't arrive. You don't. Yeah. It's not like, oh, well, hey, if I do this for a month, six months, a year, two years, yeah. it's not like you you get to a point where you're like, oh, yeah, actually, you know what? I I think I've exhausted the use of those those disciplines. <laughs> right. No, like this is a lifelong right. uh, process. I wish. I'm just. I'm totally drawn. To, I'm I'm sucking with quotes today because I was reading a little. I was reading some stuff in uh, Dallas Willard's The Great Omission. Yes. And, Pick up I that mean, book, y'all. And he was, I mean, he's talking about that idea Yeah. of just the, the lifelong process that mm-hmm. spiritual formation is mm-hmm. because it's, it's rewiring everything in your flesh, right? It's, it's, it's dialing in Mm-hmm. To say, oop, hey, here's a here's yeah. an aspect of the flesh. Yeah, oop, that hasn't been turned over to the lordship of Jesus yet. How do we engage in disciplines and practices to to hand that over to Holy Spirit? And yeah. for you to to work through every single aspect of the flesh, uh, that's that's a lifelong, yeah, experience. Well, and, and we, we come to that place where we, we can say, you know, perfect sanctification isn't isn't real on this side of eternity, though our, our founding pastor, <laughs> John Wesley, would say otherwise, or did say otherwise, I but should now, say. Now, I, I will say, because yeah. that was one that I wrestled with, right? So that is, that's actually a, a unique uh, stance within mm-hmm. uh, the Wesleyan church. <laughs> Hopefully we don't get in trouble. <laughs> On the podcast, here, here we go. But, but it's it's quite frankly, it's one that I and I've asked because yeah. every year, like as yeah. a as a as a licensed minister in the Wesleyan Church, right? They do interviews and they 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 want to know, hey, where are you at with some of our yep. some of our core uh, beliefs? And that's one that I've raised questions about, like like really, like is that a thing? Yeah. And I heard it described. So one of the one of the pastors that was doing my interview. So every year, like you sit before this panel of you know three four mm. pastors, and they kind of you know mm-hmm. grill you a little bit. Sure. Um, and I, I love the way that he described it. And especially, you know, when you, you know, Ryan uses this language of like the bent, you have this bent mm-hmm. towards sure. evil, this yeah. bent away from God. And the way he described it is, is this, it's not, it's not necessarily that you never sin. Mm. It's that even when you do, you are still bent towards God. 
So rather than take the Adam and Eve approach of when when I sin, mm. I I hide away and run. I, I run. Interesting. My even as I sin, mm-hmm. like my posture is still towards God. I it's can buy one, that. It's one of confession. It's one yeah. of you know what, Lord, I I did this. Yeah. I don't try to hide it. I don't try to rationalize it away. Right. So I was like, right. oh, like to me that. That made a lot of sense. That makes great sense. So, so yeah. I was like, oh, I can, like, I can yeah. get behind that. Yeah. Because I was like, man, if I, because I've never met somebody that is without sin, and and if anybody yeah. told me that they were, I think they just blew it. <laughs> by, yeah. By telling me that they're yeah. without sin, they're not gonna. They're not gonna. John addresses that in First John. He says, "Man, if you say that you're without sin, whoa, brother, yep. a... <laughs> you're in trouble. You're disconnected. So, yeah." Yeah, that's that's a that's a an infection that we all deal with over the course of our life. And then the yeah. first uh, couple episodes of Radiant Reflections and the messages that that um, birth those episodes, they talk, uh, Ryan talked about that. You know, you know, where does that come from? You know, how did we inherit that that sin nature? Um, another one of the things that really stuck uh, stood out to me it was a quote that, and gosh, I had it and then it was gone my 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 forgetting of quotes is rubbing off on you i'm sorry so it was something like and it was a slide that ryan put up the beginning of life starts with death oh yeah 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 i had that written down beginning of true life beginning of true life oh is death and it it made me think of of john 12 and uh just listen to these truly i tell you this is Jesus speaking. Unless a grain of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains by itself. But if it dies, it produces much fruit. The one who loves his life will lose it. And the one who hates his life in this world will keep it for eternal life. If anyone serves me, he must follow me. Where I am, there my servant also will be. If anyone serves me, the, the father will honor him. Just that idea that even nature teaches us this, like a seed doesn't remain a seed when you plant it in the ground. It's buried underneath the ground Mm -hmm. and a death takes place and this seed becomes something else. Life comes from that death. Right. And this is where, you know, Jesus in his conversation with Nicodemus in in John chapter three. Yes. He uses the imagery of of birth. Yep. Like you you have to be born again. Right. Right. There's this, this coming into a new sort of life mm-hmm. and in yes and then we see that in later in john as you just read yeah like there's a there is a death that has to happen yeah first and and the spiritual practices and disciplines again i know we're harping on this that these are the ways that we begin to put that part of our life to death whatever it is so as we engage in the practices and the disciplines uh death starts to happen i was having a conversation with uh, one of our worship team members, we're in the middle of a cohort. It's eight of us that are meeting for the next year. And we're diving deeply into the spiritual disciplines and practices and kind of just keeping each other accountable and trying to grow in those things. And what what kind of this person was saying, I'm really, really struggling in this one particular area of the disciplines, of of the practices of life. Really, really struggling. And I said, as you press into these other areas, though, you might find that that discipline becomes easier or the the struggle and grind that you're feeling within that particular practice. How do you know that that's not yielding fruit in another practice in your life? So like, okay, it's really difficult to, to do this, 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 and this, 
But because I'm choosing to do it day in and day out, I'm experiencing victory in another area. I have no idea that that's that they're reciprocal. You know, there's a common uh, common denominator, or however you want to say it. Um, and that has helped me because I can look at that grind and I could say, yeah, this this part of it's really challenging, but I can trust these practices and disciplines to yield fruit in my life. And that's, you know, one of the challenges with that is we live in such a, a performance-based or results-based mm-hmm. uh, culture. Immediate. Right. Like we we, we want mm-hmm. to see, oh, I, I did this and I did this and then, mm-hmm. you know, this widget popped out yeah. the other end. Like if if I do this and I do this, then this will happen. Like we're very cause and effect oriented. Yep. Uh, and that that can be difficult to see in in a variety of ways. You know, when it, when it comes to our spiritual life, mm-hmm. right? Like maybe maybe Holy Spirit prompts you someday. Hey, I want you to go have a conversation with this person, right? We would call that like a divine appointment. Yeah. And you go talk to this person, and maybe in your brain you're like, ooh ooh, I'm gonna get this person saved. Like I'm gonna lead this person to Jesus. And maybe you walk away and like you have no idea. Like that right. doesn't happen. Right. Like this person doesn't like fall to the knees and repent, except Jesus is their right. Lord and Savior. And you're like, well, like, why did Holy Spirit make me do that? I don't know. You might not ever find out why right. Holy Spirit had you do that. So you don't always get immediate results with the disciplines. You mm. might be like, this isn't working. And I would say, well, what is what does it look like to you? I, I'll, you know, I'll back up. Right. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll have conversations with people, and they're like, mm-hmm. like, man, I just I want God to speak to me. Yeah. But he just, he isn't. And you always ask the question, right. how would you know that God is speaking to you? And a lot of times it, right. it's this, well, like I would, I would hear him. Like, yeah. 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 <laughs> like, I don't, <laughs> that's not always the way that it works. So, right. but so, so whatever your expectations are, like yeah. you might not have a realistic expectations. So as you engage in the disciplines, you might be like, oh, well, they're not working. Like, well, well, what are you, like, what are you expecting them to do? Mm-hmm. What is, what does it look like for them to work? And, and how do you, yeah. So how do you know that they're not working? Well, that kind of comes back to that, the thing we talked about, I don't know, it was last week or the week before the why question has to be mm-hmm. considered, you know, why do I engage in the disciplines and practices? And again, if it literally is that you're trying to earn some sort of substantive way to be free from sin, that's actually not even the right motivation. Mm-hmm. The real motivation is I want to be close to Jesus. I want to hear his voice and I want to know him more. I want to be more like Jesus. Mm. If Jesus is central, if he's focused, if his crucified life is your desire to be like him and with him, the, the rest of those things are going to shake out, you know? And, and I love it. So Ryan, had a, he, he made this statement yesterday. He said, fat, like this was in, in the context of fasting. Mm-hmm. He said, it's ultimately about who we let take hold of us not what we let go of. Mm. And and that's in that place to that point. Yeah. All right, again, this isn't about, yeah. oop, I'm going to give up lunch every day for a week. I'm going to give up lunch every Monday. I'm going right. to, you know, whatever. Right. Like, and we focus really like, oop, I'm giving this thing up. It's like, okay, but you're giving that up. But are you in that space mm-hmm. letting Holy Spirit take hold of you? Yeah. Are you doing this as a, as mm-hmm. a way to cultivate intimacy with Jesus? Yeah. Because if you're not, you're... You're just missing some meals. Yeah. And yeah, you're not going to, it's not going to work. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, there's got to be some reasoning behind it and some purpose behind it. But I also think too, that there needs to be regularity, you know, the disciplines and the practices need to be a part of your regular life, you know, and they need to be over a lifetime uh, to really see that change 
uh, in your life. And you don't know how long it's going to take. You don't know. Yeah. I mean, and that's, you know, I think in one of our first episodes, maybe we, we made the comparison to like exercise or something like that. Yeah. But sometimes we treat the disciplines like that. But mm-hmm. like if you, if you said, oh, you know, Hey, I'm going to exercise once every six months. Right. I mean, how, <laughs> how much benefit do you think you'll, you'll yeah. have from a physical fitness standpoint? Right. Pretty much none. Yep. None. Uh, if you if you do the same, you're probably going to actually hurt yourself. Yes, and that was my conversation with this worship team member. You know, if your why with the spiritual disciplines and practices is not to know Jesus, be close to Jesus, to 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 love Him more, you will be harmed mm. by the spiritual practices and disciplines because they're just going to be check boxes. They're just yeah. going to be a, a way to puff out your chest and and to make yourself feel justified before God versus just wanting to be close to Jesus. Mm. There's a difference there. And, and I contest that's where legalism comes in. Mm-hmm. You know, that's where the practices and disciplines, if the why isn't Jesus focused, it's just going to be another... And for those of us like me that are that are box tickers, I like that. I enjoy that. Mm-hmm. Like I enjoy task. I'm task oriented to do lists or like my jam, you know that sort of thing. Uh, Got to guard against that, mm-hmm. you know. No, and that's a that's a real danger, right? Like mm-hmm. our joke with our staff is that I'm the I'm the Pharisee on staff because I am like I'm very I'm very <laughs> rules based. I think I I think in black and white. It's like oh nope, sure. you have to fast. Like you should fast. You should mm-hmm. fast every this day or that whatever like it's very easy for me to slip into that mm-hmm. place so yes that's yeah. something but you, you don't want to go to the opposite extreme where you say well to avoid making it legalistic just not going to do it yeah not going to do it at all because that yeah. isn't that's that's yeah. just as as bad it is so let me ask you something josh along those lines so knowing that about yourself and knowing about how the spiritual disciplines can become um legalistic in your own life, knowing that about your personality, what do you do uh, to actually combat that? Like, what are some things that you do to continue in the practices, but not let that happen in your own life? So I think, I mean, and you hit on the the idea of the why, right? It's, it's being clear about the why on the front end, but mm-hmm. then remembering the why. Mm-hmm. Like if, if I'm getting to a place and it's like, oh, uh, or mm-hmm. if I feel like I'm slipping into that, oh, yep. Hey, that was a checkbox. Okay. Mm-hmm. I need to pause. Mm-hmm. I need to reorient myself to, mm-hmm. to why I'm doing this right, and and get that straight before I continue. It's kind of like last week you talked about the Lord's Supper. Yes. Right? Like, hey, don't just be like, oh, hey, it'll be cool. Whatever. I'm just going to take right. communion. I'll, I'll square things up with, with Jesus later. No, no, no. Yeah. Just examine yourself before. <laughs> yeah. So maybe, so maybe you're going into a fast. Mm-hmm. And like you know what, man, my my heart's not right. Yeah. Like I'm I'm not in a place where my my motivation, where my focus is is rightly aligned right i need to take care of that first mm. i need to i need to sit in the space and say all right lord hey what's what's going on in me mm-hmm. that is getting in the way of what am i allowing to get in the way of yeah proper focus yeah in this in this time of fasting yeah. that's like jesus you know he talks about he says hey if you've got your if you're bringing your gift to the altar but your brother has something against you. Yeah. Go before you give your gift. Yeah. Go make things right with your brother first. Yep. Leave and it there. Yeah. He says, leave it there. Yeah. Versus, I mean, they're in a culture. It's like, well, no. This is how we. This is how we make things right. Right. Says, no, no, no. You got to go take care of that 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 heart issue first. Now, now bring your sacrifice. Yeah. So, so for me, it, it's just that that, and we talked last week about kind of the the evaluation. Mm-hmm. The, the kind of the self-examination and yeah. self-examination yeah. and and just trying to be mindful of that mm-hmm. and 
trying to to get ahead of it say oh you know what i'm 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 not focused right today right let's let's shift that focus and I, it's I easy to get sense. sideways mm-hmm. yeah it's easy and this is where I'll, I'll throw this out there but the daily offices um are really uh and the prayer of examine consider those watchers viewers if, you, if you're not familiar with those check those out because these are designated times there's actually five of them throughout the day and there's even some in the middle of the night which i don't recommend but you <laughs> need your sleep <laughs> sleep uh, is good but there is uh, a, a, a process of pausing in the midst of the daily busyness and saying don't watch that back in slow motion uh god i'm in the midst of a busy day a busy schedule uh I need you to reorient and refocus me and my heart on you in the midst of whatever I'm doing in the day. Uh, and the offices are, are really a great way to do that. And I've, I personally, I don't do all five offices. In fact, I only do two mm. in the morning, definitely. And then before I go to bed, I have a, a time of examine where it's a, it's closing prayer, reading uh, scripture, that sort of thing. And just asking God to forgive me of those things that I've done, not, if but forgive me the things that i did today that were dumb and against your will um and asking for peaceful sleep asking for protection and and those sorts of things but i found that everything changes when when you bookend your day in that way yeah i was actually i haven't started uh, incorporating this i just downloaded this to my phone uh ingrid i don't know if you're watching but uh ingrid recommended this app uh lectio 365 oh divina i don't but i'm familiar with lectio yeah so this one i mean it gives you like a kind of a morning reflection you know Mm -hmm. we you know there are people that say oh like you have to always like do your bible time in the morning and you might be one because you you do your time in the morning (laughs) we poke at you about this i know (laughs) we we have some debates amongst our staff yes but like i like when i wake up my brain is in no place to give jesus my best Mm -hmm. but uh, i was talking to 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 this gal from our congregation ingrid and she said oh you should try this app so they have like a morning reflection Mm-hmm. And an evening reflection. Like, I listen to one of the evening ones and I'm like, man, that would be awesome to listen to like right before you go to bed. It works through scripture. It's prayer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's, and it's like, it's like one of those voices to where you're like, this is like so soothing. Like I could fall asleep right now. So, so what's the app again for our listeners and so viewers? It's, it's uh, Lectio. And I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. 365. Um, yeah good lectio grief. 365 365 so, the, the, uh, if you're looking it up in the app store it's got like a like a hexagon with an arrow pointing to the right if yeah you're like, oh is this the right one or whatever uh so that's the one that i that i've used and i, I not not that i've used i want to start using that just mm-hmm. as i as i wake up hey mm-hmm. let's let's work through this this reflection yeah um to get my brain a little bit more mm-hmm. oriented in that direction yeah so Josh, anything else on prayer and fasting as a, that was kind of the, the end of Ryan's message and what he was kind of encouraging us as a church to consider anything else you've got on those two? No, I mean, just, so we're going to this 21 days and uh, oh, yeah. just Good. to, just to your point, you, you know, about the, Hey, you're, you're maybe more likely to hurt yourself, right? If you don't, if you don't do fasting on a regular basis, mm-hmm. I would encourage you don't be like, Oh, sweet. I'm going to give up food for 21 days ryan said just pick one meal he encouraged the entire body you know if you can medically and all those sorts of things you know for 21 days try to abstain from food for one meal each day you know you can't fast for 21 days anyways but (laughs) most most of us can't there are maybe some hardcore people out there that i don't think you can i don't know physically i (laughs) I would i would yeah i would do poorly (laughs) yeah yeah uh 
I have done long fasts before and they're pretty cool. It's pretty cool what God does in the later days, but 21 days, no. Um, but yeah, I, I liked how Ryan just said, you know, join us if you can uh, with, with fasting and couple that with prayer. So in the times that you would be eating your meals, spend those times in, in silence and solitude, reflection, hearing, listening, praying, talking, listening again. And, and that's where too, even being being uh, conscious of that as you choose what meal you fast. Yeah. Because it can be really yeah. challenging. I actually, uh, my wife and I ran into this a couple of years ago when we did the fast. Mm-hmm. We're like, hey, we're going to like, we're going to fast supper. Mm-hmm. But actually that, my, my kids like hated it. Because for us, like we eat around the dinner table. It's family. Night. So that, like that's, that's family yeah. time. And they're like, this, this, this sucks. Like you guys are, <laughs> you're not with us. Like you're not eating yeah. with us. And yeah. for them, it was like really hard, but it's yeah. also really hard as like, we've got young kids. Like yeah. we're, we're making their meal and like we're setting the table. It's really Cooking hard. food when you're <laughs> fasting. But also, <sighs> also just to, it's really hard to, to step back and create a space of silence and solitude as you're trying to feed mm-hmm. a, a bunch of munchkins. Yep. So as you think through it, yeah. what's a meal? Maybe you work and, and you mm-hmm. get a lunch break every day. And that maybe you don't eat, but you still have that option to go and mm-hmm. take that 30 minutes, 60 minutes yeah. and use that as your, as your time to focus on, on Jesus. Yeah, so just, just think through some of the logistics of that. We have the concept go. baked in our own culture. I mean, we don't want to go long here, but we say breakfast, but it's the word break fast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what breakfast is. You've slept all night. You're breaking a fast in, in the sleeping. So uh, maybe just extend that. Mm-hmm. and and see what god does and um yeah i i was really encouraged by yesterday's message i thought uh it w- really helped bring some focus to two practices that will begin to deal um kind of quiet the voice of the enemy uh identify and help us see the ways of the world better mm-hmm. and then crucify the flesh those mm-hmm. three areas so if you're watching or listening again for those that have come up to josh or i and told us you're listening or watching uh, thank you so much uh, we want to encourage you to share this podcast um share it on your platforms of, of choice facebook um that really helps if you're watching on youtube like that subscribe i know from josh and i were talking before the camera started rolling i only listen to the podcast that i subscribe to um, I don't, you know, every once in a while, I'll listen to a one-off that somebody sends me that I respect. If Josh sends me a podcast, I'm going to listen to it. Uh, I may not end up subscribing, but that, you know, but I well, listen. And that's the thing. So like usually, yeah. cause you, you send out a lot of good podcasts. So, I do. So not, those will be, I'll, I'll subscribe to you because otherwise like they just, they fall out of my brain and yeah, but then it's like, Ooh, yeah. this was really good. Let's, yeah. let's hear more of this content. Yeah. So, so subscribe. If you would subscribe this, this means you'll get it automatically. Share it with your friends and family. If you would go to the platform of choice that you listen or watch and leave a review. So reviews in particularly the audio side, on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play. These reviews help us kind of uh, be seen more uh, prevalently in prevalent, prevalent in the directories. Uh, so do that. Uh, like, share, subscribe. I can't think of anything else. No, those are all, those are all good things. And like he said, if you know us in person, yeah. you see us in person, and you like this, we would love to hear that from you. Because there yeah. are times where we're like, is anybody paying attention? Is what we're talking yeah. about? Yeah. Useful to anybody? Yeah. So yeah, we love, we love, we enjoy this. Like Josh and I have fun doing this, but yeah, we want to be <laughs> fruitful with God's time. And of course the church's investment in us as staff members, we want to be good stewards. And so love to hear from you uh, until next week. God bless you guys. 
for listening to Radiant Reflections, the podcast of the Radiant Life Church in Sturgis, Michigan. We hope today's edition of Radiant Reflections has helped you live like Jesus and share His love with your family, friends, and neighbors. To learn more about the church family this podcast originates from, check out theradiantlife.church. That's theradiantlife.church. Maybe you have some questions after listening today. We'd love to hear from you. Send an email to podcast at theradiantlife.church. That's podcast at theradiantlife.church. Don't forget to subscribe to the Radiant Reflections podcast. When you subscribe, you'll always have the latest content delivered right to your phone from the Radiant Life Church. We'd also be grateful if you could rate and review Radiant Reflections. Every time we receive a five-star review, more people learn about this podcast. We also want to encourage you to share this podcast on social media and with your friends and family. Join us next time for another edition of Radiant Reflections.